Jeannie Flavelle's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mike Coughlin, President and CEO of Mikini Favelle, and today is February 4th, 2022, and welcome to our Hot Commodity Podcast Series. I'm joined by a bunch of really awesome guests for our pre-WASD report, Expectations. This is going to be fun. I'm going to introduce you. Okay, Nicole Thomas, Vice President, Information Sales and Service. Hello, Nicole. Hey, Michael. How you doing? Kevin Combs, Vice President, McKinney Flavelle. Hello, Kevin. Hey, everyone. Hey, Mike. Eric Thornton, Commodity Specialist, McKinney Flavelle. Hello, Mike. Everybody doing good on a Friday? I want to start with the, something that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, get ready, racers. It's the Pinewood Derby. You guys remember the Pinewood Derby? Nope. I did not prior to last weekend. Kevin, did you do the Pinewood Derby when you were a kid? You know, I did not do it as a kid, but I did get to uh, partake with my son. So I'm I'm a little bit of a experienced derbier. Yes. You know, my dad always taught me how to lose well. <laughs> That's what I thought. Because you know, my dad was. You know, too. all you listeners out there know what I'm about to say, and that is that dads and moms get involved with uh, making and helping too much on those cars. Mm-hmm. And my dad did what he should have done and let me do what I want to do. And uh, I had no idea what I was doing. So there were no graphite on the wheels. There was no. You know, there was just a lot of. Uh, Hey, whose car is that at the end? Well, <laughs> I, I made a little bit even worse mistake because I, of course, heard and read a little bit and said, oh, you have to get this stuff. So, of course, went down to the uh, hobby shop to get the kit and get everything. And, it's, of course, you got to make the uh, uh, wheels roll. So you got to get those axles with the with the right stuff. And. Of course, I just go to the shop and go, oh, look, hey, they got the Teflon yep. right here. Yep. And so I put Teflon on, and the car, my first two years, did not cross the finish line. So, uh, well, not my car, my son's car. But, see what I mean? Yeah. He, but, <laughs> yeah, you, you heard how he said that right there. Exactly. My car. Not my son's car, my car. Just proved my point. He just proved. And Nicole, you just you just recently experienced this. Uh, what was your take? This was my first time. Yeah. Uh, well, I could not assist my son because I had no idea what I was doing. And I did not take physics in uh, high school. So it was pretty much up to him. And uh, we, we did successfully complete every race. We made it all the way down the track. We didn't win. But he enjoyed the experience, and that is what counts. At the end of the day, that's what counts. That's exactly yeah, right. There you and go. we finished. Yeah, I, and, and you know, I just remember being <laughs> a fun time. So there you go. Uh, so let's move on to our expectations for next week. And port's coming out on Wednesday. So uh, Nicole, why don't we start with you? What do you think they're going to do with corn and soybeans? You know, I'll keep it light on corn because I think probably the bigger changes may be coming with soybeans. But with corn, you know, we could see some. Relatively minor adjustments to the domestic balance sheet with some of the the things going on from a geopolitical standpoint, uh, as well from a weather standpoint. We may see a little little bump in export demand in the U.S., or they may feel pretty comfortable keeping it where it's at for now. Maybe a little bump in ethanol because we are running a bit ahead of pace there, so we could see that. But I think the what the market is waiting for is changes to the global soybean balance sheet. 
Now, as it stands today, we've got ending stocks stated as a little over 95 million tons, but we have not included any of the losses taking place in South America right now. A lot of yield degradation, apparently, with some weather influence there. And quite a few of the private forecasters have taken as much as, you know, nearly 10 million tons out of Brazil's number. Uh, and USDA currently has that at, I believe, around 139-ish uh, million tons for the 21-22 year. So we need to see that come down. I think the market's probably already assuming that in prices. And if you've, you know, unless you've been under a rock, you've seen what's been going on in the soy complex over the last few trading sessions. But depending on whether or not USDA wants to be very preemptive or uh, ease their way into it, I think the case could certainly be made that another six, seven million tons need to come out of that ending stocks number. And, and arguably that's conservative. So that would be the big one I think uh, the market will be, will be watching for. And then obviously any subtle changes made to the soybean oil balance sheet. Those uh, prices well in the 60s, mid-60s per pound now on the future side. And with some of these, these issues with beans, tightness on those beans in Argentina, Argentina being a major, the major exporter of soybean oil into the global market in a global market that is very tight vegetable oil right now could see a bump to those soybean oil exports, which are certainly on the lower end of, of even history. Uh, on the balance sheet today. So those are the areas where I think we'll see some potential adjustments made in, in next week's WASD. Got it. Well, let's move over to Eric. Eric, what do you got on wheat? Not a lot, actually, Mike. This is going to be, I expect, at least a fairly quiet report. The USDA made some kind of across the board changes to demand last go around with uh, reducing imports by 10 million bushels, reduced feed, and also reduced exports again for the third consecutive month. And you know, exports have still been slightly behind pace, but have caught up as of recent with some of the tensions uh, between the Ukraine and Russia. So the U.S. has picked up a little bit more in terms of sales and is probably on track to hit the 825 million bushel export target. So I don't see the USDA adjusting that category for the fourth month in a row. And, you know, again, they made a sizable 25 million bushel reduction last time to feed. I don't see that number changing. So really don't see a lot of movement from the current 628 million bushel estimate for ending stocks um, for the U.S. balance sheet. And globally, not much expected either. Uh, we know quite well what the supply situation looks like for pretty much every region now, and especially so in the Southern Hemisphere with Argentina having a good crop there. They rose by half a million metric tons last time, uh, near record output there. In Australia, again, their crop uh, stands at 34 million metric tons. Maybe that comes up just a hair more uh, with some continued high yield uh, results at the tail end of their harvest. So I really don't expect production to move far from the 778 million metric ton level and maybe a couple tweaks here or there to demand. You know, I don't see us moving too far from the 280 million metric ending stocks level there either. So probably, hopefully, a little snoozer for wheat for February WASD. A snoozer. 
I think that's the case for most commodities when you get to February. They're they're all snoozers for the most yeah. part. But you know why? Why, Mike? Uh, I don't know. Let's have the answer. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go over to Kevin. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's the Kevin intro. <laughs> <laughs> rocking out, baby. You love eighties music. Of course I do. Late seventies, eighties. Air band. Sorry, I couldn't resist, Kevin. What are they going to do on sugar? <laughs> well, you know, I don't really see a lot that'll happen this month. Um, I think the estimates are all, you know, fairly reasonable at this point in time. You know, you certainly could see beat production after. Uh, you know, we're looking at a record they got a pretty good number there but yeah it wouldn't surprise me if you went down a little bit with what our numbers calculate out to but again i'm talking twenty-five thousand tons plus or minus type of thing nothing big cane wise the opposite i'm actually probably think there's a little bit more optimism there than what usda is showing and that's after a big increase in louisiana last month but i think they could come up a little bit on florida again but again we're not talking about anything substantial. We're talking about 25,000 tons here or there type of thing on the cane side. So nothing to get excited about uh, on the supply side. Of course, we always could have some adjustments when they look at uh, imports. We're still showing that huge shortfall on the TRQ of 252,000 tons with expectations the Philippines will not meet any of their quota. So I think it's a matter of time before we get some adjustments there. But it's probably not this month. It's probably not going to come until uh, around April. And when we get to taking a look and giving the USDA a little bit more freedom to do what they want to do after the uh, April 1st as established under the suspension agreement. So those are the big things demand wise. You know, we're still only have a couple months of data. They'll have a third month of data to look at to try to make any adjustments there. So I think it's a little bit early for them to look at anything. They're only showing a half a percent growth versus last year. So I think you look at it, it's uh, going to be pretty calm. And then until we get to the March WASD, that's when they start resetting the Mexico import numbers and resetting the supply demand to a 13.5%. I think we're going to overshoot that with the additional 150,000 ton quota they were given uh, back, I think, what's December now. So, again, I don't think uh, you'll see any fireworks, anything too exciting from sugar. But uh, I've been proven wrong before, so I will uh, leave that little disclaimer there. Oh. And, you know, last, you know, from a Mexico standpoint, I think their number's good production-wise, just under uh, 6 million tons. We're carrying just over 6 million. So, again, no uh, real appreciable difference there. And, uh Yeah. All should be boring. Okay. Well, uh, sounds like it might be a snoozer next week. Um, But what's not going to be a snoozer is our Spring Mark Outlook Seminar on April 27th, which you now can register on our website at mckinney-fildell.com. So we'll look forward to seeing people either, either, either in person or virtually. You have an option. So if you can't get out of the house, you can still see us. Uh, virtually, so there's an option to do that. So we'll look forward to seeing everybody there. Can I do this and, from home too, Mike? Uh, 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 a second. <laughs> okay, Eric and I will be there. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm looking forward to getting out of the house. But, uh, okay, good, good, good. 
Yes. Yes, I think we all are. Good. We will all see you there in Chicago in Oak Brook, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. Um, so we'll look forward to that. But uh, yeah, this conference season. So the Sweetener Colloquium is coming up at the end of uh, September. Don't forget that Western Candy Conference in the middle of uh, March. It's in Scottsdale. I'd go there. Well, I am going there. So if you're going there, I'll see you there. Um, so, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, it's, I always like to say, live with an attitude of gratitude, enjoy every single minute moment with your friends and family. Don't you dare take it for granted. And until next week, when we talk exactly what they did in the WASD, take care, everybody. See ya. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye now. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favelle's IQ Ingredient Intelligence Platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit bikini-favel.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.